Popularity. Proven experience. Simple, easy listening music. Solid singing skills. Looks that meet the industry's standards. Good timing and a good marketing strategy. It's time to cover six solo artists among male Sayu that had all of those or most of those things in their successful solo debuts. Let's kick off this episode of Sayu Lounge. Welcome to Sayu Lounge. I am your host, Vanessa, and today's topic is Sayu artists that prove that a perfect debut is possible. In this episode, I'll be covering Sayu artists that have almost everything right on their debuts and since then have capitalized on those perfect debuts, being able to build up momentum over time, grabbing hold of the top popularity spots. So yeah, I'll be talking about solo debuts made between 2010 and 2019, because this way you can also check how those successful debuts later on have translated into successful streaks of releases and equally successful solo careers up until now. This is part one out of two and that's because I ended up talking a lot about each solo debut mentioned in this massive feature. To go in-depth about the successful solo debuts of each of the six seiyu I've chosen, the episode ended up being split into two parts. For all seiyu artists mentioned in this episode, I'll be checking the elements that I mentioned in the previous episode that are at the core of most successful solo debuts. For reference, those elements were Sayu being popular prior to the debut, having proven experience as a singer, mainly 2D music projects and previous careers as solo artists or musical actors, embracing a simple, easy listening music genre for their debut CD, looks or visuals meeting the industry standards, acclaimed singing skills, good timing, and a good marketing strategy by the music label to promote said solo debut. While these elements will be used to check if those debuts between 2010 and 2019 were successful, you can do the same exercise for CU artists that have debuted after 2019 and later on see for yourself if their debuts were successful or not. Well, if you haven't noticed, in the past decade there were many CU that decided to venture to the music industry and be solo artists. It is an industry that is, more than ever, appealing to CU. Many actually have prior experience as singers for rock bands or even as singer-songwriters, so a career in the music industry is something that goes in line with their passions and leverages on their experience. Others see the music industry as a stepping stone in order to garner more popularity for their career as voice actors. And then there are some, a fringe I must say, of CU that actually venture to the music industry because that's what they originally wanted, not voice acting itself. In this case, it's the inverse. Instead of using music as a stepping stone for their career as voice actors, they actually use the, their voice acting career as a stepping stone for the music industry. 
Regardless of how and why they decide to join the music industry, truth is that Seiyu have been finding it extremely appealing in the past six years. Usually we'd get one or two solo debuts per year. Since 2017, we have gotten between two up to four solo debuts per year. It was especially crazy between 2017 and 2019 when 10 male Seiyu decided to kick off their activities as solo artists. 10 solo debuts. However, for a wide variety of reasons, many of those solo debuts were not successful. And that's how, from the past decade, you can barely take 10 examples of solo debuts that were genuinely met with success and that success has carried over throughout their careers up until now and for many more years to come. Shotaoi I know what you're thinking. As a solo artist, Shotaoi has actually made two debuts. So, wouldn't adding him to this episode sound a bit out of place? Perhaps yes, perhaps no. If you're counting his solo career when he was a teenager under the stage name Shota, then Aoi shouldn't be here. However, Aoi's second solo debut wasn't under that name, but under Shota Aoi. It was also made under a different music label. So I'll only be covering his solo debut as Shotawoi, especially taking into account that Shota and Shotawoi are two completely different solo artists, if you analyze their stage personas and sound. Shotawoi made his solo debut under Broccoli, King Records' sub-label, back in 2013 with the single Bluebird. Like I mentioned before, he already had prior experience as a solo artist before making his solo debut. He was also part of the back then recently debuted Quartet Night in the Utapri franchise. Awoy was and still is admired by many for his outstanding singing skills and androgynous looks. Broccoli made sure to leverage into his solo debut the popularity he was gaining from his role as Quartet Knight's Eye, as well as the fact that Aoi has a one in a million singing tone. A note that Quartet Knight and Shotawoi are signed to the same music label, King Records. Quartet Knight's music is distributed by the sub-label Broccoli. It looked like the timing was perfect for Aoi to make a solo debut and Broccoli didn't think twice. He was to make a solo debut in 2013 with Bluebird, single overflowing with an energetic brand of pop music that was perfect to put a smile on everyone's faces. And the focus was on showcasing Shotawoi as a complete artist. He sang like an angel, he has dancing in the music video. He had that charisma that solo artists must have. And his looks fit exactly with that image of an idol. By now, you may have noticed that Aoi did have a perfect solo debut under Broccoli. 
Since then, Shotawai frequently performs songs for anime and TV series. He also releases multiple singles per year and makes sure to hold at least one live show per year as well. Let's check those elements that lead to a successful solo debut. Seiyu being popular prior to the debut. He was on the rise thanks to Quartet Night. Having proven experience as a singer, Quartet Night's skyrocketing popularity put him on the spotlight for how unique his singing tone is. Embracing a simple, easy listening music genre for their debut CD. Pop and dance pop are at the core of Bluebird. Looks or visuals meeting the industry's standards. Always visuals were the talk in town. Acclaimed singing skills. Pointed out as a rising solo artist star in 2013, already known for his singing skills from a previous solo career. Solo debut with a good timing. It was perfect, right when Quartet Night's popularity was skyrocketing. A good marketing strategy by the music label to promote said solo debut. King Records focused on making sure Aoi was on TV through interviews and commercials. Mentioning the link to Quartet Night in the Utapri franchise was also a good way to make people associate a face to a voice. Yuma Uchida Now that we're covering King Records' artists, let me add Yuma Uchida into the mix. This solo debut is a no-brainer. It didn't come as a surprise and it was successful and still continues to bear fruit. Contrary to Shotawai's solo debut that was still made in a time in which Seiyu were still trying to understand if it was really worth taking steps in the music industry, by the time Yumu Uchida made his solo debut, a career in the music industry was already the most appealing thing that Seiyu with singing skills could aim for. 2D music projects opened the doors for those solo debuts and the public was much more receptive to said solo debuts. Yumu Uchida made his solo debut in 2018 under King Amusement Creative, a King Records sub-label. Under his belt, he had successful and impressive performances as part of various 2D music projects such as The Idolmaster Saidem, Utapri and Bandiarose. Notice how, once again, King Records was sort of scouting future Seiyu artist talents from Utapri. Uchida was already a force to be reckoned with as a singer and dancer as part of dramatic stars in the Saidem franchise. And in the few times he got to perform in the Bandiarose franchise, he impressed. The Utapri franchise may have been the last piece of evidence for King Records to justify signing him. Uchida joined Heavens in 2015. While the seven-member lineup didn't provide him with many opportunities to shine, when it came to the solo tracks and duet songs, Uchida made sure to leave a mark. His performance in Mighty Aura, alongside the vastly experienced and popular Mamoru Mianu, may have been the catalyst for Uchida's solo debut. To top it all off, Uchida also stated that he loves to sing as much as he loves dancing, and if that wasn't enough, he knows how to play guitar, saxophone and piano. You can right away understand why King Records offered him the opportunity to be a solo artist. 
It was a diamond in the rough with all the basic techniques and talents in his possession. There was a lot of potential that everyone could see. He could sing in Japanese and English and transition between both languages seamlessly. Yomuchida was already being pointed out as one of the best singers within his generation of male seiyuu. He just needed a music label that could elevate his talents. And what do we have right now? A genuinely successful solo career. Yomuchida made his solo career debut in 2018 with the single New World. Pop and rock took over this single, showcasing Uchida's energy, charisma and singing technique right off the bat. He did have to go through a weird and drastic change in looks, losing a ridiculous amount of weight to bring him to the visual standards that were required of male CU since 2017. With plenty of experience in 2D music projects and exposure from his Best Rookie Seiyuu Award at the 2017 Seiyuu Awards, King Records only had to focus on promoting Uchida good enough and it instantly bring in a crowd. King Records went big on the marketing strategy for Yumu Uchida. From the teaser videos to the TV appearances to promote his music, interviews, getting various main cover features in magazines and having an active social media team, King Records didn't spare anything in its budget and went all in for Yumuchida's solo debut. The result? One of the most successful solo debuts among male seiyuu and up until now one of the most consistent solo careers among male seiyuu. His social media and marketing team are the most active out of all seiyuu artists and Uchida himself, in a way, interacts with his fans by leaving daily messages about what he's doing even outside of his career in music. Not to mention the forward thinking of his social media marketing team. As a pop artist, Uchida can shine in more than one social media platform. Full music videos are available on YouTube and he's even got a presence in social media platforms like TikTok, which is perfect to showcase his singing and dancing skills to an audience of potential Generation Z fans. Since then, Yumuchida frequently performs songs for anime series and releases multiple singles every year. Let's check those elements that lead to a successful solo debut. Seiyuu being popular prior to the debut, Uchida was a rising talent in the Seiyuu industry with awards to his name. Having proven experience as a singer, he was part of several high-profile 2D music projects. Some of the groups he was a part of prior to the solo debut included Heavens, Dramatic Stars, Osiris, Lancelot, Eden and Eve. Embracing a simple, easy-listening music genre for their debut CD. He was performing pop rock. Looks or visuals meeting the industry's standards. Yuma had to go through a visual transformation to meet those. Acclaimed singing skills. Both the industry, fellow Seiyuu and fans recognized his talents and there was some buzz about wanting him to make a solo debut. Solo debut with a good timing. Carrying over the explosion of popularity of the Idol Master Saidem in 2018 and with the industry's attention on him because of his Best Rookie Seiyuu Award in 2017. 
good marketing strategy by the music label to promote said solo debut. King Records went all in to promote Yumu Chida. Is the artist in the music label that has the best social media marketing team thinking ahead and targeting possible fans across various generations by focusing on an omni-channel strategy. He's also a big presence on TV music shows and festivals. Toshki Masuda I feel like I don't write nor talk enough about Toshki Masuda, although he's one of my favorite seiyuu and singers. Well, while you and I may notice the record-breaking solo debut of Soma Saito or Shotawa's flawless solo debut, many people tend to forget about Toshki Masuda's solo debut. What I love about this solo debut is that it was made without any fanfare. No major promotions on TV besides the normal stuff, an interview or two for a Nani Song music channel. Plus, he made a solo debut under a music label that was not used to housing seiyuu artists and to top it all off while embracing a music genre that many seiyuu didn't usually embrace. Toshki Masuda made his solo debut in 2019 with the single This One. He signed to Toys Factory, also his seiyuu talent agency, and focused on creating his own brand of pop rock, taking a lot of inspiration from the various rock bands that Masuda is a fan of. This was a tailor-made solo debut, with Masuda having a lot of control over his concept and how he would end up sounding, not to mention the music that was created for him. Strangely enough, all that quiet around Masuda's solo career actually worked in his favor. His solo debut was incredibly effective, with Toshki Masuda beating the up-until-then solo debut sales record that was held by Soma Saito's Fish Story. I am talking about Toshki Masuda selling over 17,000 copies of his debut single, This One with half the fanfare that other seiyuu artists had. It is impressive. Unfortunately, that record was beaten by Takuya Gucci in 2021, as he also sold over 17,000 copies, overtaking Masuda's sales record. Still have into attention that Masuda had a really subtle and well-planned solo debut that ended up bearing fruit. Without anyone noticing, this one was beating and setting records for male seiyuu solo debuts. If you're not aware of it, Toshki Masuda was a musical actor way before making his debut as a voice actor. He was part of the Prince of Tennis musical play and since then he's had everyone's eyes on him. His singing tone was impressive, his voice projection was second to none. He showed what a stable baritone can do on top of their game. Unfortunately, his transition to singing into the music projects ended up not reflecting the singing prowess he had as a stage and musical actor. 
Although it may sound weird, note that musical acting and singing music for character songs while following really strict vocal directions are complete opposites. Masuda's adaptation to singing character songs or even as himself as part of the Seiyuu unit Max Boys was difficult. However, given how reliable and highly regarded he was outside of the Seiyuu industry, he kept getting roles in 2D music projects. Marginal number 4 would start his journey that includes over 18 different 2D music projects he's been a part of in the past decade. Idolish 7, Undead, Moons and Anthos are the high-profile 2D groups he's a part of, but there's plenty of other awesome and unique groups he's lending his singing talents to. For that alone, it is impossible not to know about Toshiki Masuda. He's everywhere when it comes to 2D music projects. Alongside Takuya Gucci, Toshiyuki Toyonaga and Soma Saito, he's one of the most active male seiyuu in 2D music projects. It has gotten to the point that everyone expects him to turn up in whatever new 2D music project that is announced every year. And you can bet he joins at least one per year. Toys Factory went for a quiet solo debut for Toshiki Masuda and that worked strangely well. Masuda alone is pretty active on his Twitter account and that was already plenty of publicity for the solo debut. It seemed to me that the music label was confident that Masuda had more than enough willing paying fans in his fanbase that would follow his solo career and simply focused on optimizing their marketing efforts to target those people specifically. It paid off. As far as Masuda's career goes after solo debut, he often goes on long periods without releasing music. However, every time he releases a new CD, it was as if his marketing team had been promoting him 24-7 every day. It is quite impressive how consistently popular and beloved Toshiki Masuda is to the point that the marketing team doesn't really need to make an effort for him to sell well with each CD that is released. Let's check those elements that lead to a successful solo debut. Seiyuu being popular prior to the debut. Incredibly popular and well-known among fans of 2D music projects, and although not a star, he was popular as a seiyuu. Having proven experience as a singer, he had musical acting and over a dozen of 2D music projects under his belt. Embracing a simple, easy listening music genre for their debut CD. It was pop rock. Looks or visuals meeting the industry's standards. Prior to his solo debut, he was often mentioned by media and fans for having good looks. Still, he went on a diet to polish those for his solo debut. Acclaimed singing skills. Reliability and versatility from his work in 2D music projects and vocal prowess from his career as a musical actor. Solo debut with a good timing. 
with the rising popularity of the Idolish 7 franchise and Undead's popularity boom around that time, plus with all the high-profile solo debuts by male CEO of his generation already in motion in previous years, Toshiki Masuda had an uncluttered debut month, with all attention being on him. Better timing was impossible. Good marketing strategy by the music label to promote said solo debut. Less is more. Seems to have been the motto for Toshiki Masuda's solo debut. Toys Factory is not that actively promoting his solo endeavors and doesn't have a dedicated YouTube channel for Masuda, something that makes an encounter with his solo artist work not as easy as many other successful solo artists of his generation. While the less is more strategy was a showcase of confidence in Toshiki Masuda's popularity, hence there was no need to promote him to exhaustion on social media and other media outlets, Toys Factory's social media team may have embraced it a bit too much, to the point that after the single's release, there was barely any communication about Masuda's solo career, making him go under the radar until very late in 2019 with the announcement of his first full-length album, Diver. As you can already tell, to have a successful solo debut, Seiyuu artists do not need to check all the elements I mentioned. There are plenty of elements that are specific to the Seiyuu themselves that ultimately dictate whether a solo debut ends up being successful or not. This was only part one out of two, but it is already noticeable how the recipe for success works and what made the solo debuts of Shotawoi, Yumuchida and Toshiki Masuda so good and ultimately extremely successful. Sometimes it is good to go all out for the marketing strategy like King Records did with Yumuchida. At times it is good to have a subtle approach to the solo debut and embrace more the personality of the CU, while being confident that the CU's popularity is more than enough to drive in sales like it did with Toshiki Masuda. Sometimes starting again and making a timely solo debut is a good strategy. What happened to Shotawoi could happen to any of the CU artists I mentioned on episodes 51 and 52. Just look at Aoi's story and notice how it is possible to make a solo debut twice. Start again and be successful and all it takes is a music label that cares and is determined to put that Seiyuu artist on the spotlight. Now tell me, if you could choose the approach to your favorite Seiyuu solo debut, which would you pick? A solo debut filled with fanfare and exposure or a subtle solo debut relying on their pre-existent popularity. Let me know in the comments and remember leave your comments as complex or as simple as they may be and you can be featured on upcoming episodes of Seiyuu Lounge. If you enjoyed this episode and don't want to miss the hand that feeds HQ's weekly mail Seiyuu and music related content, hit the subscribe button. I'll return next week with another episode of Seiyuu Lounge. Thank you for listening and see you guys around.